This video is brought to you by Squarespace. When it comes to websites, online stores, etc., there's no place to build a beautiful online presence like Squarespace. Hey, so are you guys aware that um, there's a second Boss Baby? Yeah, it just came out this last weekend, actually. I was aware of this movie, but assumed it wasn't coming out for a while, mostly because I've heard nothing about it. I feel like when the first Boss Baby came out, it was the talk of the town. It was a box office smash, an absolute meme, and it managed to stay relevant for so long that it raked in a Best Animated Feature nomination at the Academy Awards. A total snub for Best picture if you ask me. Point is, it was hard to avoid Boss Baby discourse in 2017, and with the sequel, I haven't heard a single goo goo or gaga about this thing, so I decided to give it a watch, and uh, I feel like I need to talk about the first one a little bit to give some context. See, contrary to popular belief, I didn't uh, despise that first Boss Baby movie. It was cringy, sure, but the concept, which is very goofy, managed to stay fresh and relatively silly for the entire runtime. I can fully get behind both the anti-Boss Baby movement and the pro-Boss Baby movement, but trust me, there are worse movies out there. The Boss Baby 2, on the other hand, now that's definitely one of the movies of all time. From a technical standpoint, there is nothing to really say about it. It's not bad, it's not good, it's just an animated movie, which making a fine animated movie isn't uh, a huge issue. It's just kind of disappointing to see coming out of DreamWorks, the Burger King of animation. But who gives a shit about technical stuff? Let's get into the meat of this. In The Boss Baby 2, we meet up with Tim. Remember Tim? Nobody remembers Tim, the Boss Baby's brother, who is now a full-grown man with a family and everything. Which immediately begs the question, is the boss still a baby? And he's not! He's like an adult version of what he used to be, which just feels off. There's nothing cute about a businessman, unless we're talking about... But Tim, who is the actual protagonist for most of this movie, as a full-grown man, really misses his days as a child. Not as a teenager, not his college days, no, no, no. We're talking like uh, elementary school, which I don't know, is that weird to anyone else? I feel like by the time you're a grown ass man with a wife and children, you really don't look back on those days as much. That's like, <laughs> what, 30 years ago? Anyway, his one kid, Tina, she's a boss baby now, a girl boss baby, you know? And she is on a mission to get Ted back and have those two go undercover at Tim's other kid's school to try and see what the evil principal is up to. In many ways, it's just a 21 Jump Street movie. But so Tim and Ted take this baby juice thing and they turn back into babies. I'm telling you, they really just jump through so many hoops just to turn him back into the boss baby. And just like that, they're going to school, where they meet up with the principal, Dr. Armstrong, voiced by Jeff Goldblum. Now, Jeff Goldblum, he, he's certainly not a bad actor. Who doesn't love the fly? But man, I, d I don't know if he's cut out for voice acting, especially now. If you've seen any interview with Goldblum in the last two years, you've noticed he'll go off the rails about whatever the hell he's talking about, no matter what it is. There's just no normal answer for this guy. And he's such a powerful figure at this point that it's like, yeah, no wonder this character literally just sounds like Jeff Goldblum talking in his normal voice and barely acting. And that's the thing, I think Jeff Goldblum is a funny guy, but it makes it damn near impossible to separate this guy from this guy. But anyway, Dr. Armstrong. Turns out, spoiler alert, he was a baby all along. <gasps> Yeah! And his origin story is that he ran away from his parents when he was young because he was smarter than them, and he went on to design uh, popular phone apps. So what he has planned is B-Day. You know, a uh, silly take on D-Day, I guess? Which is the day he's gonna get rid of all the parents so that they can't tell their kids what to do anymore. Is B-Day really the best thing they could come up with? And he's gonna do so through a hypnotic app. In reality, Boss Baby 2 is really about the dangers of technology and abusive power dynamics of modern society. Meanwhile, Tim, as a child, is now following around his daughter at school. That was never a part of the plan. He's just kind of doing that. Um, 
for no reason. And because she has no idea that it's her dad as a kid, there's all this very, very, very weird flirtatious energy going on. Like she gives up her seat for him. They end up laying in the bed together and singing a song. The bed has hearts on it. I mean, thank God nothing ever actually happens. They don't get as into it as Back to the Future does, but it is weird considering this dad missed his childhood so much. Meanwhile, Ted is hanging out with some other babies. Nothing that interesting happens. But eventually one thing leads to another and they're at the final what is it the holiday patch which listen um, this is a Christmas movie. And at first I was like, ah, maybe they just got screwed over because of you know what, and they had to delay it. But no, apparently it was actually meant to originally come out in March, and was only delayed three months. There's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't make it a bad movie by any means, but watching a Christmas movie in July, it's just very weird. Anyway, the holiday pageant. Tabitha sings a song, nobody claps. Not because she's bad, but because they're hypnotized. <gasps> Jeff Gold, I mean Mr. Armstrong, did the thing. It's B-Day. <laughs> so in comes the boss baby and the other guy to save the day. They fill the headquarters with coke and Mentos and everything goes back to normal. And the one baby is like rubbing it in Dr. Armstrong's face like look what you wanted to take away. Which who's to say maybe he had a complicated upbringing Tina. But anyway he does reunite with them in the end and blah 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 the movie ends. So if you listened closely you'll notice um, that there was barely if any mention of the boss baby. I can't believe I'm saying this but that's a problem. There should be more boss baby in the boss baby. The end of the first boss baby, which introduces Tina, implies that she's gonna be the star of whatever this next movie is, and she's in it, don't get me wrong, but she's the side character. She is to this movie what Ice Cube was to 21 Jump Street. Even the book sequel, The Bossier Baby, which is a much better title, has a better premise than this one. Changes in the air, the boss baby's staff has stopped taking his direction. It seems that there is a new CEO in town. From the moment she comes home, boss baby's little sister is extremely loud and is demanding all sorts of corporate perks he never got. Can the boss baby and his staff get used to the new corporate structure? That sounds like a good ass time at the movies. Like what went wrong here? The thing about this is that it was very hard for this movie to disappoint the people that ended up seeing it. Because listen, if you're taking the time out of your day to watch the second boss baby movie after you already saw the first one, you secretly are kind of into this character and want to see what he gets into next. You went, let me set up another meeting with the CEO himself, only for the CEO to not show up to the meeting. This is not a movie about Ted, it's a movie about Tim, a man who turns back into a kid so that he can gain a new sense of appreciation for his daughter. If that tickles your fancy, knock yourself out, it's on Peacock, but if you want to watch The Boss Baby, you might as well just watch the first one. And that's really all I have to say. Thanks for watching, go watch The Boss Baby 2 and form your own opinion, and before you head out, I want to thank the lovely people over at Squarespace for once again sponsoring this week's episode. Now Squarespace, if you didn't already know, is a place where you can go online to build your brand by making a beautiful website, whether that be an online store, a blog, a portfolio, you name it. Whatever it is, it's going to look fantastic and it's going to fit your style because they have a wide array of award-winning designer templates that look uh, just stunning. They have 24-hour customer service as well to walk you through any issues you happen to run into. And the best part about it all is that if you go to squarespace.com Karsten, you can get 10% off of your first purchase. So really, there's no reason not to give it a shot. So thanks again to Squarespace for sponsoring this week's video. Thank you guys for watching, and I'll see you all in the next one.